Hey everyone, this is John, popping in real quick to say that I have brought great shame upon our house. Because, in addition to having dogs that make noises, I have accidentally recorded this week's Them's the Facts episode using my internal mic rather than the mic that I have paid over $100 to make podcasts with. However, due to the nature of the remote recording that we did this week, it's only my audio that is affected, not Chris's and Gabe's, and my audio should still be listenable. I just apologize for the drop in quality that is made even more ironic by the fact that I say a few times, this may be the best sounding episode of Them's the Facts yet. So, if you can deal with some kind of shitty audio, enjoy the podcast. you're sitting alone in your room the virus is on the scene life is a quarantine old chums come to the quarantine so pick up the knitting the book in the broom don't go on holiday life is a quarantine old chum come to the quarantine my expectations weren't low. No, my no, that's not in cabaret. <laughs> <laughs> my expectations weren't low, but they weren't that high. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> this is Them's the Facts, a show about fun facts, lying to your friends, and surviving social distancing. Yeah. I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. I just want to report that my laugh peaks even on this mic. I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah. So if it wasn't clear, this is the first of probably not a ton, but probably not none. Uh, <laughs> well, it can't be none. This it can't be none. other than this probably, one, obviously. Probably not less than like four, I would say. Pro- yeah. Pro- mm. there, we'll see. This is we'll the, this is the first of what I expect to be several, but not more than whatever you consider several. Uh, d- you know, sort of distance <laughs> recorded episodes of this show because of the obvious situation wherein we shouldn't be packing ourselves all into the same house but it looks like honestly we we are doing pretty all right setup wise here so i hope this should be okay honestly this this might be the best sounding episode of them's the facts ever <laughs> I don't know how because I we're because we're all true. on separate tracks no let's just be honest we usually all record around one mic we're bringing a very different energy to this episode yeah it, it's gonna be weird yeah especially because like the, so uh, yeah, the webcams kind of substitute for the face-to-face thing, but my webcam is not here. So John and Chris, we can see, we can all see John and Chris, but they can't see me. <laughs> so I'm disappointed. Well, I'm moving between you. spreadsheets and stuff, so sometimes I can't see you. So it's a little oh, yeah. weird for me. I can see Chris, and I can see Gabe's very strange Discord profile picture. So, yeah. <laughs> that is the that is a piece of traditional art of an ancient Chinese god who after having his head cut off uh, began to use his nipples as eyes and he's like a war god and he fights through it. Yo! <laughs> so that's why his got, eyes you, are on his chest. You got a link to any translated folk songs about that because the thing that I'm doing to keep myself sane during fo- social distancing is 
trying to record a folk song a day. Uh, well, let's talk about that. What are we all doing to keep ourselves sane during this social distancing period? Yes, let's go over that. Because so for that me, it's folk song a day. Today I did Wayfaring Stranger. Tomorrow okay. I'll probably do like Neat. Dick's song or like either that or like Will the Circle Be Unbroken? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's a good one. Like it's a very that. good one. I love that one. Uh, Gabe, what are you doing? Yeah, Gabe, um, what are you doing? I mean, to be honest... Other than adopting your... Um, your absent roommate's cat. Yeah, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, my roommate's away right now and probably not going to be able to come back from her road trip anytime soon. So I have two cats now for at least like six weeks. Um, but they're but I like them a lot. Uh, so that should be fun. The, honestly, I'm so far I've only reached the stage of like I guess I'll just play video games, but like more. Uh, but like, well, I think everybody is truly going to develop like a temporary routine that that just is like in, includes entertainment in the same way your normal daily routines do. And everyone will just be like a temporary different self for like six weeks. That's still content. I think it depends Chris. a little bit on like how or what your living situation is. Cause I it's feel like true. I'm going to go crazier faster than any of you people. Well, yeah, you have, you live in a house alone. I live with my wife. Gabe lives with roommates. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is nice is that, you know, technology like this very one means like, for example, like a lot of our friends, I, I don't know if y'all have been on this, the Minecraft server since this started. I haven't been, but they have a Minecraft server and like people will just probably be on voice while they're playing. And that at least is some human yeah. contact. What about? Oh, what am I doing? I am uh, actually writing drums for that album for a band in Norway. I guess that's what oh, I'm right, right. I guess I'm going to oh, actually do you can it. Record yeah, it you're going to have time now. All the time in the world. So I'm doing that. Uh, Oregon's just gonna like all of our shows got canceled, so we're just gonna be recording a single like every other week or ba something like that. So we're gonna use it as an opportunity to record just out the wazoo, basically, since there's no way we're playing shows. So yeah, there you go. Lorenzo's loving this. This is his favorite time of the year when people get <laughs> the virus and we all stay home all day. <laughs> yeah, he the he's like, wow, wait, he's not leaving the house, like. Yeah, he's loving it. Oh man, Enzo loves the Rona. God, and he can't yeah, get it either. It's it's his paradise. Artemis and Athena have been living it up. I mean, it's normal that I'm like working from home, but now Bethany's coming home because she's doing remote classes, so she's coming home earlier. And they're like, "Oh, yes, we like this." Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna be working from home for two weeks at least. Yep. All day, every day. At least. I guess you can still, like, work and make money, which is a shitty thing some people have had to deal with, but, like... Yeah. How does that... How does the scheduling I am work for that. two straight weeks of working from home? Like... It, it's no different. I mean, my company's used to it, so we work from mm -hmm. home at least once a week anyway. Yeah. So it's not that terrible. And considering the kind of work I do, it really doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. About the same with mine. Man. Yeah, what's... So... It's interesting. Anyway, we should. Yeah, we can. Should just, we do the show? Yeah. Well, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. No, that's what I was gonna show. say. Actually, I was gonna say oh, it's, okay. it's interesting <laughs> that like the, the dynamics different, but I'm just like, wow, I'm just ready to go right now. So I think I feel like just... new. It's like when you get a new toothbrush, you know. Just no. Yeah, it's it, no, well, no. I okay. I do know. I guess. Yeah. When you you're like, oh man, it feels so much cleaner, but different, but like good, maybe. Well, toothbrush. Okay, toothbrushes are a bad example. I brush my teeth too hard, bristles <laughs> eventually spread apart. But anyway, I have the same, same problem. Yeah, I don't really know yeah. about it. All right, I'm one of the only people that's probably ever been told I brush too well. 
Yeah, no, I get <laughs> me okay, too. Okay, Amy Santiago. <laughs> no, that was act. That is a true story. She she told me I brush too well and it messes my gums up because I'm brushing. Too me much. too. <laughs> Someone else. Holy shit! <laughs> I have the same problem. Um, I can't drink cold I've never water had, the same I've way. I've never had a cavity that was my fault. My dentist always says that it's just right. I I like do the right amount of brushing. John's in the, right the fucking toothbrush. Okay. And I'm happy about that. Okay, oh, but, absolutely. Well, anyway, your first escape. Yeah. Yeah. Lay one on us. I'm actually, I'm actually glad we started with the dinner thing. This is a dinner thing. Um, the ad, the the name Stewart, um, in this, in much the same way that, for example, Cooper as a first name comes from someone that made oh, barrels or Chandler, is shares etymology with the word stew as sort of a, a general <laughs> thing for a hearty dinner and originates as a term of fish. Jesus, this is gross. <laughs> Oh my god. What was the name for a person? Stewart. Like, were they called Stewarts? Like a person that's a master of stew? Is this the, Master Stewart? So, Maybe it's like the guy who owns the tavern. It was like, yes, uh, tell me about your Stewart special for yeah, today. Yeah, my understanding is it, it is, it is, um, it does refer to the person actually cooking rather than like the person who owns the location, if that's what you mean. But it's, it's sort of. Wait. No, no. There's no way. Hold on. Why? Whoa. Did Gabe Because I was just thinking, I was just thinking of the term steward. Because there's Stuart, but then there's stewards. Steward okay, with a different D. Things. I could also see there being like a connection because like I feel like cooking is considered like a like a servantly task in that era where that would have come from. Hmm. I need to not metagame this. Well, like in what the thoughts you are having in your head still exist, so you gotta you gotta work with what you. This got. is true. This is true. Okay. Well, the steward is the person who you know maintains like all the household chores for the noble lord or lady, but it, I could imagine that having risen out of. Yeah, like it's not like one for one Maybe... one who makes stew. It's like an etymological connection to the fact that like those are both sort of like homely dinners like it, it's not a it's not a one-to-one thing okay well you see i think of stew when i think of stew i think of you know just the pot at taverns you know because like when when there was a tavern there was just you know a pot Stuff with like all the like the leftovers the perpetual stew. Stuff like that. that's exactly what i'm it, it, it was a perpetual stew that's that it's that's true. what i'm trying to convey is like it it's almost like it feels like a generic term because like the perpetual stew is just like it's stuff eat it like i mean you have like brewers why wouldn't you have a Whoa, steward? wait. When I think of Stuart, I think of Lil. Is Brewer a first name? Is there anybody called that? Like, Brewer something? I've seen last I've seen name. last name. Yeah, I've seen last name. Yeah. We, we named a baseball team after it. Oh. That's basically, that's, that's a first name of a company, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, but it's also their last name, because it's their only name. <laughs> well, no, they're like Brewers. Like, oh, you're LLC. saying like, they're probably, yeah, like the Milwaukee Brewers LLC mm-hmm. Incorporated Rights Reserved. I just want to say this call has made me realize that you can't see my mouth. Like, you can't see my mouth or <laughs> my beard. Are you are you saying the mic is covering your mouth, or that because of your beard, no, like, it's look, difficult look to discern your away. mouth movements? Look when I pull away. When I pull away, look, you can't see my yeah, mouth. Yeah, because the it's because the mustache hairs it's, go down. Because the mustache and beard, yeah. Oh yeah, I've decided the the entire time I work from home, I'm not going to trim my beard at all and see what happens. I. That's the other okay. thing. I'm, Respect. I, like, for the first couple of days, was like, what the hell is going on? Like, already kind of needed to shave and get a haircut and put it off. And now I'm just, like, full, like, 
if if I don't like shave in the next maybe two days, it'll just look like I have been through an apocalypse. Just do like, it. Just go for I, it. I mean, well, the problem is like that would be that beard trimming, sure. But I'm talking about like the hairs you don't want, like the ones that go like up to your cheekbones, where you got where you like shave mm. it anyway. Honestly, I would commit to like with the cheekbone exception and with the uh, exception that I would be allowed to trim my mustache. I would be willing to commit with you boys to growing covid no, crisis because i need to, without I need to not like provided that i can maintain the shape and like trim my neck i would be interested in seeing how the rest of my face no no uh, you, no you, you know what I... i'm still trimming the yeah neck, that the cheeks that's what i'm talking about i haven't go. done that in like um, multiple days uh, and, and that's why i'm like i gotta clean that up because i just feel a little itchy at that clean point. it up but let yeah, the clean rest it up just, let it just vibe but, i mean honestly, but boys i just got hit i just got hit with a veto on that one that's that's fair i honestly I think that yeah. <laughs> Tell Bethany she can do it too. Chris think, says you can do I it too. I think that just because, just because we've all realized we're not living the apocalypse doesn't mean we can't get the cool apocalyptic looks like ready. Like it, it. Everyone probably already had some thoughts about it, so like this isn't the time to throw it away. Man, I need to, I need to watch Fury Road. I need to watch that I haven't again. S- I have not seen that. Oh God, I just okay. This isn't like a criticism, but this is something I just became like appallingly aware of. What the percentage of our tangents that are movie related is like forty. Like, <laughs> like, it's yeah. almost like one of us has a movie podcast. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like because I almost I'm like yeah. should I feel better or worse about this knowing that it's <laughs> is it related or are we or am I doing something you're already doing? To be fair, I think it's just that it just that's. Is. It's it's a point of reference for me. It just yeah, is. you're you're into film, and I am. I feel that n- I am less actively opposed to watching movies than I used to be, intention exactly. span wise. Which, oh boy, is that going to consume a lot of my quarantine? Um, I watched need other three... suggestions. If you need other suggestions, I'm just saying that all 26 seasons of the Power Rangers are streaming on Netflix now. I'm pretty sure. Good that God, was, that was not seven more but seven times more seasons than i thought they had <laughs> that's like, 10 I... seasons of the dinosaur ones oh my god I oh think, but I that's like new seasons. right that's like really new no the dinosaur one is like the one that was happening when that we was in like 2006 just old enough, i thought right? the dino one is the one they're doing for kids now what's with what that i guess they probably it's probably a soft reboot or power mm. rangers don't fucking exist anymore and this is my first old person moment i will say in terms of quarantine movies, I did watch three Soderbergh movies this weekend. Okay. Just just, just because I started from Contagion, and I was like, damn, Steven Soderbergh's really good. Hmm, we should watch Side Effects, which was on HBO Now. Yeah. And after that, I was like, man, I want to watch more Soderbergh. Oh, hey, he released two movies this year on Netflix, so we watched one of them. So I'll watch the other one sometime this week. You have a will of steel. If you are in a pandemic watching horror movies about pandemics. Well, the thing is, it's not even a horror movie necessarily. There are no jump scares or anything. It's more just a drama, just a straight drama about a pandemic. Oh, this is like... This is like how in like okay, this isn't a great example because there's a couple jump scares, but like us is like scary, but it doesn't have jump scares. It's not necessarily a horror movie. Yeah, I would say it's more of a thriller, but it's like a real world th- world thriller based on something that could actually ha- happen. The, th- the nice thing about Contagion is that the virus in there, even though it's transmitted very similarly to COVID nineteen, it is so much less dangerous than COVID nineteen. Right. If you want more information about. Or or 
or it's more dangerous than COVID nineteen. We can't keep like, talking about. I was gonna say, virus. listen, if you want, if you I'm want more, I'm gonna do what the government should have done a long time ago, and I'm declaring this podcast a corona free zone, just like <laughs> we do for guns at schools. Except now, it's not allowed. It can't happen anymore. Except the beer. We're all safe. Corona. Okay, well, if you want to hear, if you want to hear more about contagion, then we are. Uh, there should be by now, by the time you're hearing this episode, a bonus episode that was me and Bethany watching Contagion <laughs> up in the home viewing feed. I did not know about that. <laughs> all right. Honestly, that's that's so good. I'm just going to springboard off of it and be like, all right, we can get back to my thing now. Yes, okay, so there we here, go. Here was the thing that I thought of immediately when you said this, which was, why aren't there people for stew? Like, okay, let me restart this. Why aren't there... Stumiers, like a sommelier Jesus. for stew or soup. God, that's what I want to know. Chris, God damn it, Chris! For all foods, like that's the Mater D. This never stops if you don't. He knows the specials. He knows that he's able to recommend stuff to you. That's what your waiter should be doing for you. I, mean, I, I don't disagree with that, but I meant specifically for like soups and stews. Well, I mean, fun. if you that's if you got down stumier. to it, a, a, mm, I will no. say stumier. that there's no. a. There's a store around here that does like y'all probably seen this. Someone does like the mead tastings, and I went and did it, and that it was like a borderline like ASMR level experience for like two minutes. So I think that you could do that for all foods, and it would be valid. No, absolutely, you could, and you should. But like that's how you Chris learn what food is it. good is by tasting a bunch of. Different I want stuff. a person whose entire job is to tell me bread soup pairings and nothing else, and they went to school for it. They went through a rigorous training for it, and the test was so hard. And so you want like yes, you it. should have you should have a nice toasted on white bread grilled cheese with this tomato soup. So what you're saying, I will say, what you're saying is you want a one year intensive soup and bread pairing training course. But then where you, you have like to pass the test. bread boot camp of some kind. Well, I, I mean, it, it would have to be like a blindfolded test, like where you taste bread, you taste soup, like you taste a bunch of breads and then you yes. number them, and then you taste a bunch of soups and you number them, and then you have to match those together mm-hmm. and maybe take like tasting okay Ooh, i i want to take this wait, test. Wait, wait. but i also want it to be just like the actual sommelier test where they like try the bread and they say uh yes mm, i'm getting some caraway earthy. i'm getting caraway seeds i'm getting some earthy tones i'm thinking uh i'm thinking of a, 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 a pumpernickel perhaps a pumpernickel but i'm i'm getting hints of uh Norway? A Norway pumpernickel? God, like you're talking. These mm. people have giant brains. Like they know all the bread stuff. I'm getting a, uh, getting bits of a, uh, of rye. I'm getting <laughs> getting caraway seeds. I'm thinking, an old Jewish man made this bread. <laughs> they they open the door. Bernie Sanders comes out. Yes, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I am once again asking you listen, to try my rye. Now, listen now that it looks like I may not be. In the presidential primaries, much longer. <laughs> I've taken up <laughs> a Sahabi. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to break up the bakeries. God. Oh no, no, no. Well, no, and no. don't, and don't. Let's not remind. Let's not have John remind himself of his bakery that already closed. That he. Oh no, I'm still mourning yeah. that. Like I, very much. Uh, the first stop I would have made this morning, if I could have before I went to do another round of grocery shopping while no one was at the stores at 7 a.m., would have been that bakery to grab a sourdough. Like, oh, You hate to hear it. 
you hate to hear it. I think I that this is false because I think that Stewart evolved out of Stewart, and I think Stewart had less to do with Stu and had more to do with the con- the concept of stewardship of someone who like manages a household or something like that. So that is what I'm going with. I'm going with false. I think I agree with false. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to tell you other than I forgot the word steward existed and then kind of had to be honest, the fact that immediately y'all didn't hear that and go like y'all after y'all said steward, the fact that it wasn't like all over, I'm going to consider that a success, like a somewhat successful lie. <laughs> I could hear you panicking. Really? I, I heard you try to make up. Oh no, I was point, pretty sure you it was going to be in my quickly. voice. Like that's the thing is also like, I feel like the lack of, face-to-face thing like affects how people communicate so much this is gonna this is gonna change the dynamic of the game i like this mm-hmm. all right speaking of which yeah, all right, I'll, next? yeah i'll go here's mine scientists who do cockroach research usually become allergic to coffee i i believe that oh. i already believe this because of some kind of weird protein that falls off roaches. I think this has to do with that roaches really, really like coffee. Wait, what? That's a, wait, what? <laughs> wait, is that a thing? What? Well, uh, maybe it's not coffee so much as they really like coffee machines. Now, okay, this is this is bad. Like this this is bad logic. This... I'm I'm using bad logic here. Oh, is... I'm not saying the scientists grow to not like coffee. I'm saying they become physically, literally allergic to it. So this That's reminds so strange. me of a, and sometimes chocolate. There's a parasite that can make you allergic to meat. So there is precedent for this this existing conceptually. But that's something biting you. I'm not saying that cockroaches are biting people because that's a dark dystopian right. I'm future. Just I don't want to believe it's, in. It's clear to me that allergies can be developed based on some external thing that is done to you. Yeah, no, it absolutely is true, yeah. and like you can develop right from what, everything. What I'm saying is. The external thing in this case is they just do research on cockroaches. So are we talking about scientists that, like, directly handle cockroaches, or are we talking about, like, you see, that's, you see, do research on cockroaches is a little bit too broad. Like, the same way you would do research with or on rats. Right, so in other words, it does involve some physical roaches, even if it's not always touching them. Like, it's not like if they're writing research papers from, and you're from a distance, and they're developing the allergy. And considering how much of insect communication is pheromonal, I would imagine they're exposed to a hell of a lot of roach pheromones. Yeah, like if if to be honest, like this is one of these where like if it were false, if there was something true that was very similar, I wouldn't blink. Like this this is the sort of thing I believe very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But do do you know like is there any uh, is it very well understood like what the mechanism is that's making them allergic like well so the mechanism is typically you become allergic to things that you study i right and you study cockroaches a lot and there's just enough ground up cockroaches in all of our coffee that they become allergic to pre this okay this 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 sounds incredibly fake Okay, you become allergic me. to things that you study. Is that a thing? Well, so you see that—that's is... a premise that I just don't know wait, if I accept. Wait, 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 wait. Why are we glossing over that? There, he's saying there's ground up roaches in our coffee. Oh, that's accurate. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? I feel like I'm being fucked with right now. Uh, okay. Well, this plays into what I was talking. about. You know about. that, like, 
Well, tell me, you know that like all food items have like an acceptable amount of insect byproduct in yeah. them, right? There's like an acceptable sure. amount of how much can just happen to be there by accident. But and you're suggesting like I was saying a minute ago, rever- goes in reverse. Roaches really love coffee, like because it smells good. Well, it because it smells good, but they also it has like a certain amount of moisture in it. It's kind of like how you know how rats can become addicted to drugs. In, in research that. studies. That sounds right. Yeah, so I think roaches can potentially... De- it, it is kind of like a they drug to them. Dependency. But also, like, they really like the small part... The small particles of ground coffee are particularly good for roaches because they're able to, you know, carry them off and eat them. I know this because I had a coffee machine that was infested with roaches at one point. I remember that part. That yeah, sounded that, like a giant pain in your ass. It absolutely was. I just had to throw it away. Like it yeah, was, there's kind of a point where no amount of scrubbing will make me want to use that coffee machine again. Exactly. Um, I I th- I don't have this problem anymore because I switched to only buying whole bean coffee. That actually yeah. Does, well, uh, like a- I was buying whole bean coffee still, but it was still going. There were still coffee grounds remaining, just hanging out, even if I cleaned it in that drip coffee machine. So. Well, yeah, that part's your fault. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, or, that is or the fault. coffee machine's fault, but it's. Not it was it was fault. it was at least a little bit my fault. A little bit of the coffee machine's fault yeah. too. My coffee machine has no way for that to happen, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Chris, I'm just telling you right now. I don't want to. I'm pretty like once once you started talking about the ground at roach and shit, I was like, "There's no way this is true." I'm pretty firmly there now. I okay. You there's there's one thing that you said as if it is accepted fact, which is you typically become allergic to things you research, and I just don't know if that's true. So, are we doing it? Are we going pencils down? I'm not going pencils down yet. No, like I would like you to elaborate on that point that you. Yeah, made. that's a weird one because I see what you're talking. I know the yeah. thing you're trying to say, but I don't think. Are you pl- are you saying it's like repeated exposure, like that yeah. can trigger an allergy? Which I mean, I'm saying that it's a thing that entomologists usually talk about that they get allergic to things they study. Oh, so you mean in specifically within entomology, it's common to develop allergies. Well, other things too. Other so like too, rat researchers become research what allergic to rat dander? Some can yeah. It, I think it depends a bit on the like al- what's the word I'm looking for the allergenic. I don't. I'm gonna make like up the, the word. Well, cause no, no, because the there is the allergenic. Let me make up something right now, and it's gonna take off, and scientists are gonna use it. The allergenic coefficient. No, but I know what you're trying to say. That's what's no, crazy. no, because there is like a certain level that you hit, and that's when you start to have an allergic reaction. And for some people, it's yes, slower it's than others. The no, it's I, I, always um, think about, uh, <laughs> I always think about cat hair with this one because, like, there are people who don't consider themselves like severely allergic to cats, but they'll get sneezy, and it goes mm-hmm. further because I have nothing. Like, I don't have any immune response to the cat stuff at all, and I'm allergic to the general air that cats have lived in. Yeah, it makes my <laughs> eyes go crazy. Man, um, I think the phrasing of this fact and the the trying to find the foot and then like the I don't know I'm not in on it but I I get the justification. I understand it. I just don't know that I buy it yet. This is a really hard one for me. <sighs> I feel like I've been doing really good lately. I feel like you have. I, with my I'm, yeah, I'm, this is a nice puzzler. I'm happy to pencils down. No, if John is pencils down. No. All right. Oh wait! Both of us. Did you say pencils down we're, now? We're both. I think John now. and I are both. We're both on no. We're, we're both, both on false no. final answer. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is true though. What the Mother f- fuck? Wait, wait, wait! Oh my yeah. god! Wait, this is like actively probably a problem. So entomologists, it is like a thing you can look up. Like 
entomologist interviews where they talk about it, it's not that uncommon for them to become allergic to what they study, depending on what it is. So the ones that use, like, specifically study cockroaches will sometimes become allergic to cockroaches. And because there is literally ground-up cockroaches in most pre-ground coffee, ah. they're, they become slightly allergic to pre-ground coffee. Now, it depends a little bit on the quality of it, right? High quality, less likely to happen. So Low like, quality, like, Folgers, yeah. Folgers, bad. but, like, say say they got an Illy or something like that. They might would be okay. Yeah. Folgers? Okay. The same thing's true of chocolate because chocolate has the same issue. Yeah, because it has cocoa the... beans. Mm-hmm. I wonder... What if I'm a so, tiny so bit... So if they were to get like a chocolate bar from a chocolatel or something like that. What if I'm a tiny bit allergic be. to roaches? Because I find that for me, how I feel after drinking coffee is actually affected by the coffee quality. And I just don't really respond. Like, I just don't do anything about it because I'm not a heavy coffee drinker. So I usually just drink shitty coffee anyway. I mean, that might also just be directly related to the quality of the coffee. That's not, the thing. Not your cockroach coefficient. Who knows anymore? <laughs> We're, we're living in a post-roach coffee world, apparently. I didn't know about this. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, there's like an acceptable amount of insect. There's a movie I would I, reference I'm here, but Gabe the, hasn't seen it, so I'm not going to. I'm trying to find the exact wording they like use a, for like this. A, it's like, like a PPM. So the thing is, like, I think people overestimate how gross eating bugs is. Like, obviously, bug bits no, that are supposed to be there. But yeah, like, there are parts of the world where it's not unusual, and I really don't see that. I would issue. say... I'm going to say it right now. Within 30 years, insect protein will be one of the primary proteins consumed on the earth. I Like, throughout the world. I am just saying I'm willing to be an early insect protein adopter if, like, it's good and I trust it. Like, I have no Yo, problem. Yo, if, if, if termites taste good, then I will go ham on some fucking termite fried rice. I feel like I need it presented to me differently than looking at the No, bug. no, That's I'm talking about... Well, I mean, like, yeah, it would have to be, style. like, chopped up, you know? Like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I, if I could make, like, a burger. Though, you know what? I might eat a candy, Dan. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I would eat a candied something. That's different. I've had one of those things that has, like, a cricket inside of a lollipop. That's I guess different. You're just saying you're I mean, not going to pop a cow bug in your delicious. mouth like Shrek. That's all. You know what I mean? You know how Shrek, doesn't Shrek do that in one of the... He just, like, puts a bug in his mouth and gulps it? At, at least Shrek, once or Shrek twice. Shrek does a lot of things in that movie. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, hour. and there's, like, four of them. God, too many. There's too many Shreks. I think there's I'm, between three and five. There's there's four Shreks and one spinoff movie. Because Puss in Boots had a movie. Oh my god, Puss in Boots did have a movie. God, we did it again. All yes, right, we're gonna... listen. Wait, have I, ever, have I ever told you guys how I do a mic check how, at a venue? How do you do a mic check at a venue? Uh, we... Shrek 1. Shrek 2? God damn it. They didn't make any more after that. Okay, well, if we want to buy all these Shrek DVDs, <laughs> yeah. we got to go to them's the ads. Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role-playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. 
seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold. All right. So Chris talked about cockroaches. I am going to talk about a fact that has something to do with the first part of that word. The letter C. <laughs> yeah, the, the letter C. Just, this just episode the... of Them's the Facts brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay. Now, there is a possibility that you guys have heard this one before, so I have a backup fact just in case. Okay, so we all know that, like, a bunch of American expatriates spent a lot of time in the 20s in Paris, right? Like, post-World War One, it was the place to be. You had Gertrude Stein. You had... Tom Brady, maybe. Cole Porter. I, what's weird is I know this, but I don't know how I know this. <laughs> uh, you might know it through osmosis from me. But anyway, I know Quite this. possibly, because one of, one of my favorite movies by awful, terrible pedophile Woody Allen is about this fact. Well, not this fact directly, but the fact that American expatriates lived in Paris in the 20s. Um, so, I'm going to tell you about a pair of very well-known American expatriates named Ernest Antonio Hemingway. Brown. Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. God damn it, I Ernest just got the Zion joke. Williamson Hemingway. Fuck you. Thank you. Zion, what? what are, you're no, the no. I just thought we were naming sport. sports players. I didn't think there was a more nuanced We were, naming, we're naming people that used to play on the Patriots football team. Robert Gronkowski. Wait, oh, he said expatriates. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally lost the thread yeah. here. God uh, damn it, Chris. And the bit comes around. Uh, God I thought we were just naming – I thought Chris was just naming sports players. All right, go on. Okay, we're going to talk about a man named Ernest Hemingway and his friendship with another man named F. Scott Fitzgerald. So they were they were good buddies living in Paris at the time, um, and you know one day, F. Scott or Scott as we'll call him, Scott, Scott, <laughs> he comes crying to Ernest Hemingway as Ernest Hemingway documented in his book, A Movable Feast, because his wife Zelda Fitzgerald accused him of having a very very small penis and saying that he would never be able to please a woman. So, my fact is this. That actually, if Scott was just, he had some serious dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lie. <laughs> it's like the... Is that it? Did I guess yeah, it's, no, like it's like how Rasputin is in a museum and, you know. <laughs> God, okay, I'm going to try not, not to crack up while I do this. All right. F. Scott Fitzgerald showed Ernest Hemingway his penis in a Paris cafe bathroom. And Ernest Hemingway said, oh, no, that's totally fine. It's a normal size. Here, let me show you mine so that you know how it is, so that you know that it's fine. And upon seeing Ernest Hemingway's penis, F. Scott Fitzgerald cried. That, the problem is that this is actually so easy to believe that I think I'm hesitant to. <laughs> like, it's too, it's too real to be real. And then... And then they went to the Louvre to look at the penises of statues to calm F. Scott down. Have y'all ever done this? <laughs> <laughs> Gone to the... Jesus Christ! <laughs> 
I feel like that wouldn't. Ha- I haven't God. been to the Louvre, but don't all the statues? Don't statues generally have giant dicks? Like, isn't that a thing? I mean, they're typically <laughs> in proportion, unless uh, unless you're David. But like, David was built so that he would look like properly proportionate while looking from, from like the a, ground a up. Angle, yeah, yeah, exactly. Would, yeah. Huh. Wow. I would. <laughs> you'd have to think of that if you make a big enough sculpture. You'd have to worry about the viewing angle. Geez. Michelangelo was really a master of perspective. Galaxy brain. Um, yeah. What you said, like nineteen twenties. So, is Hemingway the six-toed cat guy? Yes. Yeah. No, he lived on that island with the Manx cats. Okay. He's yeah. No, Hemingway. Manx. Hemingway. He wrote "The Sun Also Rises." You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it more for, believable. For sale, right, baby like, shoes never worn. I think his aesthetic in the public image is effectively Ron Swanson, and like that's why this is kind of believable to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, honestly, to the point where, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Parks and Rec writers were like, yeah, this is an Ernest Hemingway character. Uh, <laughs> like. Have you all ever been to the Hemingway house? No, where is it? It's on Key West. Yeah, it's on Key West. Um, I have not been. It's I... pretty interesting. There's a lot of cats. Wait, re- why? There's, like, 30-something six-toed cats. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just kind of a thing. Oh, polydactyl. Have. That's what they're called, right? Yeah. yeah, polydactyl cats are apparently, like, it's more common than in other animals, but I don't know why. But yeah, they only have polydactyl cats, and they just live there. But, like, they just roam free on this on his estate, his old estate in Key West. It's kind feral of polydactyl cats. They're not feral. They just are, they live there. I mean, they, they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they're treated really well. They're fed well and all that stuff, but they oh, just someone takes care they of live them. there. Yeah. Huh. But they all live on the property. I, when I went, there were like ten cats just on this California king bed, just on like just sunning themselves because the sun Jeez. came through his like skylight in his bedroom. They and it was very surreal. They know what they want, cats. Uh, I think so. What? Okay, this reminds me of. The was that term you the oh god I don't want to say this if, out loud if I'm wrong pussy posse was that what it was oh the pussy posse yes this feels like it's just the 1920s pussy posse and that that's like what these kinds of guys would do like this feels real for that it's, it's called it's, frat it's called frat is this is yes this is just frats this is true yeah it is just frats huh but for artists like more artistic in nature. I mean, Chris, so where, a cult. Where, where, that was a big leap, <laughs> but interesting one. Uh, Not a huge leap. Yeah, well, cults are just artistic frats. Change my opinion. I think, but I, <laughs> but I think frats have more in common. Like certain things about Greek life culture have something in common with cults, but this Hemingway Paris group doesn't really. That's what I'm getting at. Like it's that not a group. It's just two guys. No, they had friends just that they had. Two dudes with. chilling in the cafe bathroom, <laughs> comparing dicks because they're not gay. Yeah, that's what I was going for. This. So wasn't there that like viral post that was like, I showed my fr- I showed my friends my dick pic before oh, I sent yeah. it to this girl. Like there Love is the balls guy. There is modern precedence for like the balls are the best part. Yes, I, that's direct quotes from that what? from Fuck that it. post. If that's real, this is real. Fuck it. <laughs> That's what closest we're gonna get. Chris, where are you at? Do I think the Great Gatsby guy did this? Oh no, it was him. Oh, he definitely did this. 
I don't know. Did he ask? He's did famous he, did he for say writing what a novel. The color of it represented because that's all my He's, English teacher told me. No, listen, listen, oh God, listen, damn it! He, God, he's famous it. for writing a What's novel colors? about a guy they, who they, feels they, inadequate. This is totally. They talk about the the oh, green light Wait, so much. Really yeah, the, right. The main Ooh. character, Gatsby's whole th the whole thing about in the Great Gatsby is Gatsby feels like inadequate all the time. <laughs> totally tracks with what you're telling me. What if Ernest Hemingway's dick gave us? The Great Gatsby. Guys, maybe the eyes of TJ Eckelberg are actually just Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> oh man. It's incredible that every person in the United States of America has read this fucking book and it's just like I'm actually I don't know. Was Great Gatsby published before or after the Paris residence? Probably I'm gonna search after, I, I wanna say Wait. after Gatsby. Probably. Like 1920? 1918? No, because I feel like he was more known for his short stories before that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what did you search? I searched Great Gatsby. When did it happen? Great that search really got me everything I could have asked for. That's oh, man. I, to be fair, I googled Great Gatsby, and I also got all that information. Well, mine was more. When also, did Fitzgerald have now learned live in Paris? It had a different, it had a delayed UK release date, so that, I don't know why that surprises me, but that's always been a thing, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, it would have actually taken more time to, to set up printing there, yeah. probably. Yeah, like physically. So it was a when, full, like... I'm trying to figure out if he lived in Paris before or after The Great Gatsby came out, though. Because it came out in 25, and it, I think I think Fitzgerald lived in Paris in 25, so he may have written part of it there. Wow, he didn't... Huh. He did not write another book until uh, 34. No, this was after... Okay, Paris was after The Great Gatsby. Okay, so that theory is out of the window. Mm-hmm. I like But that. maybe he maybe he still wrote it because he was feeling inadequate. That's what I'm though. saying. Okay. I'm, I'm so in on this one. I'm so in. Mm. All we need to do is figure out what Chris thinks, and our ship is, is sailing. Uh, I'll go true. Yes, this is 100% true. Oh, no. Wait, that totally means there's like an... F. Scott Fitzgerald has some perpetual inadequacy feelings. That sucks. There is a uh, there is a corollary to this, which is this probably means that Ernest Hemingway was fucking huge. It's just because like his the the sight of his dick made F. Scott Fitzgerald cry. I okay because he was feeling F. Scott Fitzgerald was that like. Here's my problem. I don't I don't know that insecure. I don't mm. like. I don't, I don't feel like you would see someone's dick and be like, "Damn, that's really big," and cry. Like it doesn't matter how big it is. Like why is he? It just seems a strange reaction, no matter what. But also, if you look at the way that Hemingway describes Fitzgerald in the uh, in the book *A Movable Feast*, it does read a lot like mm, he's perfectly fine. I guess it reads a lot like repressed. Yeah, I'm deeply into him. Wait, wait. There's a so. dis wait. So you're so it's fully true to the point of he wrote about it in a book with details. Well, not details about his oh, dick, oh, oh. but like details about Fitzgerald and about the incident. Yeah, uh, it's in the it's in Movable Feast, which was his book about his time in Paris. What's the name? Um, uh, is that a movable or immovable? A movable feast. Huh. I didn't know this existed. 
Yeah. Among the among other notable persons, people featured in the book include Sylvia Beach, Alistair Crowley, F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald, James Joyce. Yeah, this is what I'm saying when I was talking about the Ezra pussy. Pound. Like they had a whole like quote unquote pussy posse. I w- they, I wish they had called that something else so I could reference it without having to say that. God, yeah, no, I hate uh, it. I mean the the DiCaprio crew, like di- the, the DiCaprio goon squad. Jesus Christ. The the McGuire fire. God. Oh no, that's the part that. <laughs> I will say, is that Tobey Maguire is a member yeah. of the Pussy Posse? Yeah, no, it's it's the worst thing to think about, it isn't is a it? Strange thing. God, we're uh, Bethany and I have been watching Avenue Five on HBO, and it. What I have think you they, not been watching? Nothing. He had to um, leave the house. What else does he have to do? <laughs> we uh, curb your enthusiasm. We haven't watched that. Very, well, I don't know why, but when you started that sentence and you said Kerr, I thought you were going to say Kirby's Air Ride. Me too. I was, I was, ex- like, was that It a must series? have been the tone I Yo. thought a Kirby game was coming. Yo, I wish I could play Kirby's Air um, Ride right you now. Can, you could watch the old Kirby anime. There are probably fun Kirby game. games you can get on digital download on your Oh, store. absolutely, but I specifically want to play Kirby's Air Ride, and I know that I can't run a GameCube game quickly on this no, computer. No, probably not. <laughs> Man, I... I, I speaking of games, you want me to segue into a listener effect? Yes, yes let's do it. Because I actually can do that because it's about games. Okay. Hey. It's from Steve Dave. That's a name. St- Steve Dave. Interesting. That's a name. And uh, I'm gonna assume, unless it, Steve is the name and Dave are the pronouns they prefer. <laughs> oh God, that. Would... I don't know if I'm supposed to read it like that. Anyway. Steve Dave said that uh, a black dude created cartridge-based video games. That's what he said. He said, tell us your fact. That's what it was. I, I, he said his name was Jerry Lawson, and he made the Fairchild Channel F. I don't know what I, that part I actually is, have to but... bust this. I do know this, and that's the correct name. That it, he, was, uh, he was, I think he, it was like, he was one of the big guys working on the NES or something. I don't remember. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, Gerald Lawson. The other, the other one people bring up, is I can't remember if it was the same guy or just that it's like another famous like old timey toy that like isn't given credit for having been invented by a black guy as Super Soakers, but but I don't yeah, think it was Super the same Soaker. dude. I think it's just a similar like like this should be he should be given credit kind of situation. I, I mean, I would imagine it's not the same dude because I feel like Super Soaker game cartridge two very well, so that's what i was thinking super soaker is lonnie john yeah see this is my problem oh. is if i try to picture any person in the like 70s or 80s i just picture the same suit and the same tie and then it just becomes the same person <laughs> like lonnie johnson is also a genius because he worked for nasa when he made the super soaker that was what it was because I, I knew that it was like the sense. guy making the super soaker had some other unrelated job that's why i thought it was okay do you think that mm. that, that nasa like, do you think that it, they were related? Do you think it's like, whoopsie, I tried to make this good rocket thing, and I made a fucking water gun? <laughs> no, absolutely. Was, I mean, maybe, but it says he just made it on his spare yeah. time. But at any rate... But I feel like he, he could have used principles that he learned oh. at NASA, like, while working on yes, rockets. Yes, he didn't know how to make water go fast until he worked Yeah, I was going to say, almost certainly this guy had the background to... Um, okay. He wanted to call it the Power Drencher originally. Man. That... No, I think that might have been a better name. No, Super Soaker's better. It's got the uh, the alliteration. alliteration consonants consonants. Hey, does anyone else remember the water worm? Called? I just thought I'd throw that Fast one things. in there. 
Is that the one that looks like a worm? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Then yes. Yeah, the where you and the only firing mechanism was just like you would kind of pull, or like some, or like there would be like one trigger. Mm. It was literally a, a tube that looked like a worm, and it would just. Yeah, and and then it was it was basically it was a like, syringe. It was a yeah. syringe that you you loaded from it, it the like pool and then pushed it out. It kind of hurt. Maybe maybe I was just a dumb kid. I don't know. Maybe. Do we have any other listener facts that were not busted? I can reload and see, but I don't well, let's think find out. Reloading. No, we have the, we only had the one today. Okay, well I will give you guys a chance for a stat boost. Uh, because oh. I have a backup fact that I can go ahead and use. Okay, well, let's try it. Are we just gonna like run right. around this one since we've been here a while, or do you wanna? I was gonna say yeah, we're we not need a to ton of time. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. it. All right, giraffes have only seven vertebrae in their necks. Oh, uh, yeah. You you gotta get that far up. You're gonna use as few yes. as you need, man. Yes. Yeah, this is Damn. true. This is true. Same as the think, human neck. I had to think for a second about my knowledge of giraffes. Well, that was a true statement that I just said. I actually knew stuff about giraffes. I was trying to remember time... that one. That is the right number, right, babe? Seven? Giraffe giraffe neck? Seven vertebrae? Yes, Bethany gave I mean, me I that think one. I think, honestly, you could have said any number <laughs> below, like, 15, and it would have been pretty surprising. Like... What? How many? How many do people have in our like comparatively not very long necks and backs? Twenty-four. Seven. In in the neck. Well, I'm, oh, I'm just neck, going like okay. yeah. In the neck alone, so, seven. Yes. Yeah, so if we have seven in our neck, there like the length to vertebra ratio. Yo, that means a giraffe vertebrae is like the size of yeah. my head. Yeah, it was, it's like a forearm <laughs> line potentially. Like I, I always every time I think crazy. about giraffes, I'm like, how do they get on that way all the time? Like they got to be like that all the time. They can't turn that off. <laughs> Why they gotta be like that all the time? You, you can't retract the giraffe neck. Right, like, just isn't there a done. balance or, like, a sort of momentum issue as they walk in some way? No, and they use it as Seriously? a weapon, too. That's true. Yeah, yeah no, male giraffes... Mm-hmm. During mating season. Yeah, they yeah. whip their neck back and forth. Oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, we're a member of the Pocket Podcast Network. Other great shows include Green Mountain Mysteries and No Dice and Sorted. Um, and as a member of the Pocket Podcast Network, we can now offer a service called Pocket Notes, which are a thing where you give us a message to read on air for and, months. And we do it. I think we, I, I know we, that was implied, but and then we do it out an episode. <laughs> um. And so, exactly. Yeah, then we say yeah. no, and we laugh and so, to the bank. Is there a is there like a form <laughs> where that can be, like, so this can be submitted? Yes, you can get it. You can get a pocket note at pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash pocket notes. Let me let me just make sure that's the right yeah. one, real quick. <laughs> but because because I I said it a minute. Yeah. Yes, that's actually exactly the right link. Pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash pocket notes. So if you have a thing that you would like us to say within reason, we won't say certain things, obviously. But if you have something you would like us to say, a message to send to a friend, a lover, the gap a between member. those first two categories of people and the third one was like uh, <laughs> a lover that is a friend, but uh, not there. There is no he overlap. Was like, he was like a friend, a lover. Shit, what kinds of people are there? <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like. Yeah. 
a no, family but, member. But, Let's go with that one. A dog or, yourself but, 10 years from now? Or if you would like to advertise your small business or podcast or, you know, art project or anything like that, reach out to us through pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash pocketnotes, and we will read copies yes. for you. Um, and I think other shows probably will be, most if not all, should be doing that too, If uh, and they'll probably be talking about that as well. You like their voices yeah, more so than our stupid ones? if you're listening to any other shows on the network, exactly. you'll have a bunch of sort of options on that front. I assume that um, that they'll also be making whatever, uh, you know, doing what they can to try to record, but obviously if some people can't, you know, I hope people will understand and expect that. Um, we'll try to keep this schedule decent as well because it didn't seem too difficult. Absolutely. You know, we, we're we going to be able to get a, an episode out at our regular rate, so mm-hmm. we will be yeah. there with you throughout this and... this event. You know? You know, feel free to reach out to us on social yeah, media, I, too. I definitely uh, at, think it's kind of a good time to say, like, for people who are putting stuff out like this that might be serving as entertainment for somebody, like, you know, I'm I'm just hopeful that all of that can be there for people through this, and we should be, you know, keep on trucking here. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chris, what's our Twitter again? It's them's the facts, I think. I check. No, it. it's them's oh, the cast. Them's the cast. You're right. I set Sorry. you up for oh, that. No, it's no, at them's the cast on Twitter. <laughs> I so, failed. Gave me one job and I messed it up. Yeah, I know. Well, Chris, you've got one more job. Tell us about our theme music. Our theme music is uh, Never Far by James Hunter USA. Man, I'm so glad I didn't mess it up like that one time. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, James Hunter USA, now going by the name uh, New Weirdos. They've got a few singles out under that name now, uh, which mm-hmm. you can check out. There will be a all link of which, in the description. But all of which also, are a lot of fun. Yep, and you can find all of them on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, all that good stuff where you can Go- consume music. Google Play, if you're if you're like me and still on that sinking ship. Mm. <laughs> you hate to hear it. I'm, I'm accepting that I'm going to have to move to Spotify at some point, but uh, I'm just not ready. I don't, uh, I'm not an expert on streaming services, but I think that's, that's where we're wrapping up. So until next time, don't believe everything you hear. Except from the CDC. Yes, God, wash please your wash your hands. God, don't don't dirty, dirty hands. I'm Less than ten people. Don't do it. Wash your hands. Are you gonna go to a bar? Hands. Fuck you. Go, don't don't go to bars. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>